Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Many Happy Miles, a podcast celebrating all types of forward movement and searching for the joy in an active lifestyle. Whether it's a marathon PR or a first brisk walk after a setback, we're here to say yay and dig into all of it. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I'm Sarah Wester Flynn. And today I'm saying yay to the fact that it is 80 degrees outside or set to be 80 degrees outside. I don't know if that's a yay wow. or not, but today I'm taking it as a yay. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you, have you put in a run already today? No, I actually bailed on my run this morning because um, no other reason than I was just tired. I was out late last night at the state champs, going to get home to like 1030. And I was like, I'll run later. And I'm going to now, after this, I'm going to go take Maeve out in the stroller. And I promised her I would take her to the lake. So we're going to run to the lake and run back, which is like four or five miles. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Don't apologize for a late night and not getting up to run. I mean, taking you know, if you're tired, you're tired. It's fair. <laughs> I know. But, you know, like bailing on somebody when you have a running plan, I, I'm like, now I'm like, am I the flake? Am I the flake? Because I've bailed on him twice what, what? this week now already. But Oh, you're supposed to. Oh, yeah. you're supposed to meet I don't like being the flaky friend, but he goes so early. He goes at 530. And I know Noel listens to this podcast, so he'll probably be like, yes, she is a oh. flake. But I'm going to try. Today, it was actually a little later. <laughs> He's one of our father runner dads. I can't get the words out. Father runner listeners. I love it. Yes. And so I don't, he, he always is quoting the podcast back to me. He really likes answers and he likes Sarah's podcast. So he is a loyal listener and he's a male. So that's well, thank great. Thank you. His name's yeah. Noah. Noel. Thanks, Noah. Yeah. Noel. Sorry. Oh gosh. Now he's not going to listen anymore. <laughs> I got his name wrong. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm saying yay to, we're actually in the middle of winter here. I mean, we woke up this morning and it was like negative two. So I love the diversity of temperatures. Maybe not the cause behind it, but that's a different story. So yeah, negative two here today oh. was a big storm that was blowing through the upper part of the nation yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think Minnesota got quite a bit of snow and here, we just got a dusting, but I do, and now the sun is shining, which I love about Colorado. It's cold, but the sun always shines. So yeah, so it's, it's feeling a little brisk, but I will take the dogs out later. They definitely, Banjo has a coat, so oh, you know, he's a little wimp, It's crazy. But, like, know. how do we live in the same country? It's like split in two right now with snow in the north and the Midwest, and then the East Coast is so warm right now. So I it's know, nuts, I know. but yeah, well, I'll take it. So anyway, we'll enough about the weather. <laughs> Today, we're here to talk about runniversaries. What is a runniversary, Dimity? 
You want to explain it? Yeah. I mean, the way that we think about it is simply it's an important date that applies to your running. It doesn't have to be your first ever run or, you know, step on the, you know, first step you took running, but maybe it is. It's just a significant date that stands out to you for whatever reason. And we've got this idea. I mean, we've definitely talked about run anniversaries before and, and doing fun things with them. But last year in Many Happy Miles, Laura, a woman named Laura, posted this very incredible post. She said, on this day 27 years ago, I was told I would probably never walk again. I'd been driving back to college and was 597 miles into the 610-mile trip when I swerved to avoid a Hannibal animal. A Hannibal, an animal, <laughs> and hit a dump truck head on. And I've probably just put the fear of everyone who's like <laughs> got a kid back sending back to college. So anyway, she was she was broken in many places. But she says, since then, I've had three kids run five marathons, many halves, and I'm, she's training for marathon six. I always run, though, she says, on August 21st to remind myself how far I've come and to say thank you to my body and mind for all that they can do. And um, she has this beautiful picture of her in a Many Happy Miles shirt in front of a beautiful lake somewhere. Mm. And I just love that idea that you honor a day that is really special in your running. It could be a race. It could be coming back from a major injury like that. And I was trying to think about my run anniversary, and I don't have one that is like the only thing that I would say it would probably be my freshman year of college is probably when I began to be a runner. So mm-hmm. I would say my my year of my run anniversary is like 1990. It'll probably be more of the spring than the fall because <laughs> I don't yeah. think I was in great shape in the fall. So maybe yeah. it was 91. Maybe it was 1991. Uh-huh. But that's when I started to use running, you know, as as cross training. Um, mm-hmm. we, we would run out to the boathouse, which I think was, I don't know, two miles, maybe a little bit more than that, which if you would have asked me even six months before that, like if I could run two and a half miles, I'd be like, no way, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that definitely set me on the path to, to becoming a runner. What about yeah. you, Sarah? Yeah, mine's kind of similar. It was a little earlier than that in um, high school. I, I was trying to think, I was like, when, when did I really realize that I could go, you know, longer? And I think that, you know, that was showing my endurance because I was a cross country runner, but never running really more than like three, four, five miles. Summer before my senior year, And I remember telling my mom I really wanted to go to this camp at Brown University. I was living in Maryland at the time, where I still live. And uh, she said, (laughs) okay, you know, if you want to go to that camp, I'll send you, but you're going to miss this cruise to the Bahamas that I'm taking your sisters on. And, you know, they they had an amazing time. But I was like, I'm insistent on going to this camp. I wanted to be, you know, the best of the best. And so we went to the camp and it was like not at Brown. (laughs) It was at like a (laughs) nearby military base or a barracks. I mean, we were in the Army military barracks, I'd say. Very nondescript area. We didn't even step foot on the Brown campus. But the reason it's my run anniversary is because at the end of that session, it was August of 1996, it was a 10-mile run, and they were talking about this 10-mile run the whole time. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to finish it. I think there was an option to go for five if you didn't want to do 10. But I ended up completing the 10 miles. Of course, you know, we weren't wearing GPS watches. I, I guess it was 10 miles. I have no Strava file to show for it. They just said, run around this field, and it was like a you know, like I said, it was a military base and there was a runway. I remember running up and down the runway, hot as anything, no shade, felt like forever. 
But at the end <laughs> of that, and I remember sticking with this one girl who I deemed like the fastest one at camp. And I was like, if I can stay with her, then I'll like, you know, I'll be good. And I wasn't racing, you know, it was just like a 10 mile run. Um, but it was by far the longest run I'd ever done. And when I finished it, you know, I felt like that, fin- that feeling like I can accomplish anything. I could accomplish, you know, whatever it is I want have set out in front of me for this season. And it just made me feel very powerful and empowered me as a runner, as a young runner, that I could go for 10 yeah. miles. And I, I bragged about that forever. Like, I can run 10 miles. Like, you know, and it took me <laughs> a long time to like realize that that was like kind of a spark for me to like love longer distance racing because I kind of stayed as a middle distance runner for a while after that. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, you know, there were like the first little seeds planted for being like more of an endurance runner, which is what I consider myself to be now. So yeah, that's yeah. my anniversary, August 96. August yep. of 96. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. To gear up for this episode, we crowdsourced to hear some of your runniversaries. We're also going to bring on two special guests to share more in depth about theirs, um, which we're going to do in just a couple minutes. But Sarah, you want to start us off? Yeah, we had such an overwhelming response to your Facebook post that you put out last week. We heard from women like Jessica Shand, whose runniversary is May 26, 2019. That marks her first BQ. She said, nearly 10 minutes under the standard for her age group, which is incredible. Uh, She did that at the Buffalo Marathon. Jessica says, after many years of middle distance running and wondering what running in my 40s would look like, realizing that dreaming bigger and embracing my journey could lead to unexpected things. Boston Dreams, running it twice in one calendar year, brought me through the pandemic as an exhausted physician, mother, and wife. As Des Linden wisely said, just keep showing up. I love it. I love it. And here comes another one from Melissa Nee, who in March 2013 ran her first Lucky Leprechaun 5K. She says, I ran it with my best friend who encouraged me to start running to help with my grief after losing my grandmother. Then she says, next month, I'll mark my 10-year running anniversary by running it again with my husbands and teens. It's incredible that we are a family of runners now. It's been an amazing journey. And she says thanks to her friend Elizabeth for starting me down this path. Running has completely changed my life. I think that that's a, that mm-hmm. sentence, that last sentence is one everyone can agree with. Yes, yes. I- I I agree with that, too. And then we've got Rebecca Brooks Novin, who logged her first ever run on April 9th, 1999. She says, 10 minutes on a treadmill turned into thousands and thousands of miles, 13 full marathons, wow, and so many other races at lesser distances, lifelong friends, and a completely new outlook on life. Hashtag running changes everything. Doesn't that just give you all the feels? Yes, it does. I mean, I'm like, yes, yes. I want to, I'm almost like, want to send these ladies a cards. Because I know. Keep going. I know. I know. Same. And speaking of all the fields, we have two mother runners joining us today to chat about their very special runniversaries. First up is Sheena Morrissey, who is with us all the way from Scotland. Super cool. Originally a Canadian, Sheena has lived in Scotland for 12 years. She's a mom of a 10-year-old boy and a dog mom too. So welcome, Sheena. So glad to have you here. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, Sheena, you have a very unique anniversary compared to those that we've chatted about so far. Can you share with us what it is? Yeah, I have a, a couple of dates that are quite special to me. I'll start with my biggest, most meaningful one first, which is July 30th. And that is because on July 30th, 2006, I had two major strokes when I was 22 years old. Mm. 
And it completely left me, well, for two weeks, completely unconscious. And I could only open my eyes for a few minutes at a time. And um, of course, it left me unable to walk. I was paralyzed on my left side. So that date sort of becomes important to me because I wasn't sure if I, you know, would walk again or run again. And 10 years later, I ran my first 10K after relearning how to work this new body that I was given. And that that sort of became a very special date. The other date is July 22nd, 2010. That is when I went from thinking that running could be a possibility to knowing it was possible because I took my very first steps at a running pace. Mm. Wow. So your strokes were what year? Remind us. 2006. 2006. So it was basically four years after you had yes. your strokes. And then 2016, I was finally able to, you know, run more than a few meters at a time again. So Put it back together for a 10K. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm yeah. sure everyone is a little, first of all, in awe, but second of all, wants to hear more. So were you a runner or an athlete before you had your strokes? Well, in school, I, I was very sporty, like mostly for basketball. So like running was a part of it. It wasn't really my passion, but, you know, I would run for for my basketball. Mm-hmm. I did I did run track in school, but I was a sprinter. So okay. 100, me- 100 meter and 400 meter were mm-hmm. my events. But after that, running was just very casual. You know, I didn't even do it every week. Just when I felt I needed, you know, maybe a little... 10 to 15 minute jog, I would just go around a block or something just to relax. I kind of took that ability for granted in a way. I didn't really realize how freeing it really is. Well, you don't as a 22 year old. Right. You were just 22 (laughs) when this happened. Yeah. 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 So Sheena, tell us exactly what happened. You know, what was the severity of the strokes? Like walk us through that day when you were that 22 year old. Well, What happened was I was just getting ready to take a shower and I started feeling extremely dizzy. And so I kind of managed to get myself sitting on the floor and then I kind of passed out, lost control of my limbs and turned out we actually didn't discover until about two or three days later that I had had two major strokes, the biggest being in my cerebellum Mm -hmm. and the next you know, which was also a major stroke in my right occipital lobe. So balance was a huge issue for me. And of course, you know, I was unable to walk and couldn't move the left side of my body. So that's sort of what happened. Wow. They sort of figured out that the cause was a heart defect that I was uh, born with. Hmm. Did, but you were you aware of that defect um, or was that what brought it to light? I had no idea that that's what yeah. uncovered it. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And was, I just, just, I mean, cause I know everyone's like, wow, I can see you on the bathroom floor. Were your, were your parents home? Like how, how did you get from the bathroom to the hospital? No, my, my husband, I, we, it was wow. our first year of marriage and um, he, he heard me kind of, I guess I was kind of like making noise, like screaming, kind of screaming and banging. Cause I couldn't control my limbs and he mm. came in and found me and managed to call an ambulance. Wow. So young. So young. The first year of marriage and everything. That's such a trial. Yeah. And another reason the 10 years was such a big celebration for me was because I had also had my heart repaired that year. 
as mm. well. So that was quite special to get to the start line of that 10K because, you know, it marked, oh, 10 years a survivor. Look how far I've come. And my heart is now fixed. And it was just amazing to even get to the start line. I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, so talk us through a little bit as you're recovering. I mean, obviously, that could be a book, right? I mean, especially <laughs> because, you know, I can imagine how difficult it must have been. And curious, though, like, were you like, okay, I want to get back to running? Well, or it's interesting, because at that point, running wasn't really a passion for me. Now, after about two weeks, I was out of the hospital bed and sitting in a wheelchair, looking out the window from the hospital. Okay. And the window in the hospital I was in looked over a park by the water. And there were, I just sat there watching people run. And I was just looking at them mm. and thinking, well, I was, there were a lot of things that I was thinking about them. Like, I wonder if they know how lucky they are. I wonder if that is something I might be able to do someday. I really took running for granted. I really took movement for granted. Mm-hmm. And, sure, you know, I sure. kind of thought, I think I would like to do that. <laughs> just the random people going out for a run. So I really want to thank mm-hmm. everyone that's a runner because I don't know, it might have been you that inspired me. So yeah, you, you really helped me a lot. So thank you. Oh, where, where were you at that point? Were you still in Canada? I was still in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what city, just in case there's someone there we needed to give a shout out to? Kingston, Ontario. Kingston, Ontario. Oh, I think that's where um, Princess Jody lives, which Princess Jody is a member of our, she calls herself Princess Jody. She loves Disney. So just going to throw that out there. She might have been one of those runners. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so then, the, of course, what I really had to focus on was just, you know, listening to my physical therapists and my occupational therapists, just getting used to navigating the new body that I had no control over. It just takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That's why it took me so long. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So you mentioned that it took five years before you could run more than a few meters, which is incredibly tenacious. So how did you find it within yourself to just keep sticking it out, keep trying until you were able to run a little bit longer? Well, at the very beginning, running wasn't really like what was most on my mind at the time. It was just, you know, trying to take the little steps to move my limbs. And I remember when they first gave me a walker and I kind of felt an overwhelming sense of sadness, like, oh, this is where I am now. But I don't know. I just had to keep going forward. It wasn't always like progress. Like the stroke fatigue is a huge obstacle for constantly just moving at a quicker pace. But sometimes it felt like I was going backwards in my progress. Mm. But sometimes just um, just working on the little things and eventually all those little tiny steps added up to something amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... I know there are other stroke survivors out there that want to return to running, and I know many have. Some of them, it would, you know, it might come for them faster or it might take around the same amount of time, but just keep trying. That's all you can really do is just 
give it your mm-hmm. best. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you shared pictures with us prior to the podcast of you running on a beach. Where was that? That was on the Isle of Skye. Okay. Is that Scotland? Yes. I okay. always okay. wanted to yeah, go there. Like it. it's, one of my, it's on my <laughs> yeah. list of places I want to go. Looks beautiful. Oh, there's some fantastic running spots. Yeah. And you said you weren't prepared to run. I mean, it, you, you, it kind of looks like you're dressed in jeans and maybe like hiking boots or something. Like, but <laughs> Yes, you just, I, was, I, I was just for a day out just going for a walk. And okay. it was just so beautiful, the scenery. I thought, oh, I want to give it a try. And I did. And I didn't feel like I was going to fall over after the first step. So I took another one. And again, I didn't feel like I was going to fall over. So I just kept going. And I don't know, I maybe went 20 meters or so. Oh, my gosh. That was just pure joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just running on that, running on that beach and the roads around there. I think part of it is the scenery just makes you want to go run mm-hmm. yes. explore yes. i know that so, feeling i gotta say yeah. though sheena that was that's kind of a badass move to like okay to decide to take your first steps on a beach like we all know yeah. how <laughs> to run on a beach you know well you i thought it would scrap. i thought it would be a soft landing yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point that's a good point i love it i love it so over the course of the years you had your son and he's 10 now and you yes. had a couple more setbacks but then you know again you said your second anniversary the one that you talked about originally was this 10k so first of all did you pick that race like was that special to you for some reason or were you just like okay I'm ready to string it together so part of the reason it took longer was because the pregnancy sort of made me a bit of extra you know extra tired and first trimester I struggled with nosebleeds every single day so Hmm. that plus the tiredness didn't really make me feel like putting effort into the running anymore Sure. I was just focused on, you know, trying to be healthy for the baby. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I kind of put that on hold until, I don't know, maybe about six months or actually it was probably longer than that. I can't remember exactly, but sometime after he was born, it was before he was one. And then I decided to try and get back to it. And then it was the same thing, just like a few meters at a time. And over a few months, you know, it took you know, I could go a little bit farther. And in 2016, I decided that I could probably work on a couch to 5k program. And so Mm -hmm. I decided I I gave that a try. And, you know, it it took me longer, I had to repeat the weeks, you know, sometimes twice in a two weeks in a row, or repeat a week three times in a row. But eventually, I uh, got there. And I decided that, well, it's, 10 years since my stroke, I've, you know, put all this effort into being able to do this, I would like to celebrate somehow. And I thought a 10k for 10 years would be just about perfect. Mm -hmm. I love that plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've gone on to do other thing. I mean, you, you sent us pictures yeah. again, like a half marathon. It looked like you'd done like a yeah. some kind of race that was so muddy. So tell <laughs> us kind of where you are now. That same year, I decided to do, uh, I like trail running. That's my favorite. So I decided to do a half marathon that same year as, again, a celebration gift to myself. So I did the Glencoe half marathon and it was beautiful and wonderful. It's, um, difficult to, you know, cause it was my first time, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I was just happy yeah. to be there taking part. 
Yeah. I mean, you celebrate every step. It sounds like when you're coming back from something where you're unable to walk. And like you said, you weren't even conscious for what weeks? Is that what you said? You couldn't open your eyes? Um, Well, two weeks. I mean, I could, I was aware of what was going on around Mm -hmm. me, but it was very difficult to keep my eyes open for more than a couple minutes at a time. Oh my gosh. So it's just that progression. Um, So Mm -hmm. you you mentioned also that there's other stroke survivors that, you know, I feel like we hear a lot about people coming back from things like cancer. Not mm-hmm. often do you hear about people coming back from strokes for running. So was running helpful for your recovery in, in from a stroke? Um, it might be helpful in that, you know, it helps build up muscle. And, you know, I had to be very careful about it because I couldn't just like go and do it. I could have hurt myself. So I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it probably, once you're able, at the point where you can do it safely, I imagine it just helps you to be stronger. And I could see that helping. Mm -hmm. And emotionally, too, right? I mean, makes you believe in yourself again. Yeah, that that's actually a big one. But of course, everybody's body is different. And every stroke is Mm -hmm. different. So, you know, they're other survivors, it's completely possible. They just might have a very different mm-hmm. journey. Sure. I know some that were told that they would never walk again. And they are now running like 5Ks or 10Ks ultras. It's definitely possible if you just let all those tiny little steps build up over time. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, Sheena, you are an inspiration. Thank you for coming on and sharing your runniversary, but more importantly, your inspiring story. I think everyone's going to go out and have a little bit of different perspective, whether they're on a run right now or if they've got one, you know, queued up for tomorrow. I love how grateful you, you can just hear it in your voice, which Mm -hmm. is super cool. Thank you so much for uh, all the runners out there. You're really the inspirations because, you know, just sitting at the starting line, looking around at everyone, it was just amazing to see everyone has a story that they're, you know, the reason that they're Mm -hmm. there. And I just think you're all amazing. So thank you. Thanks, Sheena. Thank you. Coming right back at you. Great job. We'll be right back after this break. Before we bring on our next guest, we're going to share some more runniversaries. So we have Allison Burke, who every Thanksgiving day, Well, she goes back to 2007 on Thanksgiving Day, and she's in my first 5K. And now, anytime it sleeps sideways, she remembers this was the first time I felt like a real runner. I love that. That's a great feeling one. Mm -hmm. And then there's Andrea Briggerman, who celebrates her first marathon on May 7th. She says, I always said that when I turn 40, I'm going to run a marathon. So I turned 40, and the next day I ran 26.2 to celebrate, which I love the spontaneity of that. (laughs) And then she said something like, and you better believe I post it on Facebook every year, (laughs) repost it, kind of like share the memory kind of thing, which I know we can all relate to. Yeah, to do it. Um, And here's another May anniversary. Lori Clemens Bridges started her mile a day streak on May 17, 2015, and hasn't missed a day since. And I have to say, I read this yesterday, and I did a mile because I was like, Lori does it every day. And if I can squeeze a mile in, so she inspired me after reading that. She says, illness, surgery, COVID, travel, work, crazy life. Some days I walk, lots of them I run, and I never miss at least one mile every day. And to save you from doing the math at home, Lori's streak is up to seven years, nine months, and 11 days. 
Wow, that is super impressive. Good job, Lori. Mm -hmm. Speaking of longevity, Barb Eisner started running in 1983, so she's hitting her 40th anniversary this year. A true pioneer, Barb. We applaud you. And we also applaud our next guest, Carolyn Lieb, a mother of six daughters, grandmother of three, and former teacher from Chicago. Carolyn remembers specifically the first time she ever ran a mile on May 11th, 1982, at the age of 37. Tell us about that day, Carolyn, and why did you get the urge to start running in the first place? I was feeling overwhelmed with life and had started a walking program around the lake. And that had kept me healthy and then life interfered and I had gotten sick and that made it hard to keep up with life. And I had friends who ran. And so one day in secondhand shoes, I thought, (laughs) well, if walking is good, running is better. I'm going to run around the lake. And I did. And I was reborn. I mean, I felt like I was flying. The degree of release I felt was amazing. That is so cool. Were you like, okay, I need more of that? Like on day two, did you keep going or tell us kind of how you evolved from there? Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) So then it became a pilgrimage. It's a place in Reno called Virginia Lake and it's a path exactly a mile around. Many of my friends already ran there. So I would see them when I was walking and I don't know what schedule I used, but I gradually built up. And by September, I entered my first five-mile race. Wow. Wow. Okay. So May to September and you you were on for five miles. That's great. And did it keep bringing you that feeling of release? Oh, yeah. It got better and better. Nice. Nice. Well, and so you have more than one anniversary. You also consider October 30th, 1991 as a anniversary for the sweetest reason. So tell us about the significance of that date. Well, I went off to graduate school. So running built up my self-confidence and helped me make some really significant changes in my life, uh, which meant that by 89, I was applying to graduate school. And I went off to graduate school and met a young man 20 years younger than me. Um, And because he was 20 years younger than me and we were both dating other people, we formed a solid friendship. And in October of 91, we were starting to realize that something improbable was also happening between us. Wow. And he had been a high school runner and was a sporadic runner, as you can be when you're 26, a little harder when you're you're my age. And just knowing that we shared this passion helped us make the bridge from being improbable friends to being an even more improbable couple mm-hmm. now for more than three decades. Wow. Because he it's became the- your husband, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Burying the lead there. First, yes, you got married. <laughs> first run in October and um, married in May. Married in May. And you've been together for 32 years now? Yep. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's amazing. And also you lived a very full life. You mentioned, you know, changing everything and and going back to grad school. You also have one very impressive stat in that you had twin girls, your fifth and sixth babies when you were 50. So we have to ask you about that experience. Well, so in those days in California, I had had the four children and had taken permanent steps and that part of my life. 
but in California in those days, you still had to have a physical exam before you could get married. Um, and ironically, in the middle of the AIDS epidemic, you had to be tested for syphilis, but you could not by law be tested for AIDS. So cur curious old requirements. So I went off for that physical exam and the doctor said, are you guys going to have kids? And I said, well, I'm a little old. And she said, nah, you're healthy. Well, that was the running. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you try to get pregnant or were, were and, and pregnant with twins at 50? I mean, that's, you know, that's a one. We did. Punch. We did have to use modern technology to make the end run around the permanent steps that I had taken. So I'm, okay. I'm thankful for for the modern technology that allowed that to happen. Nice. Nice. Well, so you said you had four kids. You started running when you already had four kids and you ran a marathon in 1985 at the age of 40. Were you, you said you had friends, but were you were more of an anomaly back then or, you know, or did you train and race with those friends that you ran around the lake with or saw around the lake? I was a bit of an anomaly. It, you know, was a different time. And initially I ran almost exclusively alone. I had friends who were runners, but I didn't run with them in, in part because the friends that I had who were runners were not any longer beginners. I lived in the country south of town, and I had a very bad experience with two men in a pickup truck one day while I was running in a lonely place. And a couple of the men friends who ran said, you know, you should come and run with us. And I did not give up solo running permanently, but it encouraged me to, to run with the group, to enjoy the sort of challenges that keeping up with others introduce. <laughs> and because of that, I quickly became, you know, reasonably fast for a 39, 40-year-old. So that first five-mile race, I'm proud to say, my goal was to break 40 minutes, and I did, just barely. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you have anyone like other, other mother runners that you looked to, or did you know anybody who had four kids who were, who was running as much as you were? I did not know a single other mother who ran. And that was true for, for a very long time. Um, in, in fact, until my husband and I joined a group here in Chicago and, you know, I discovered that almost all of the women were mothers. Mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're definitely a pioneer, we'd say, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. So we absolutely love that you're still running now 41 years after taking those first few steps. So can you tell us what your key to the longevity that you have as a runner is? Well, just get get back to it. I mean, the longer you go on, the older you get, the more there will be something, you know, a foot injury, a knee injury. Um, I managed to break both elbows. Oh, jeez! And, and, you know, and the, and the birth of twins. So the twins were born on the 9th of December. And on the 4th of July, I ran the Hobart Brickyard 5K. And getting back is hard. And it gets harder with every decade. But if you don't get back, you don't, you don't get what running gives you. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Did you break both elbows at the same time or were they two separate? Yeah. What did you do? Yes, I tripped on a crack and went airborne. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad wow. that you recovered from that. Yeah. Um, do you tell us, do you, um, do you, you and your husband still run together? We, we do. He runs with guys his age who are much faster, but he also runs several times a week with me. Mm-hmm. And we've been part of the same running group, a Saturday morning running group. And we run in s- different small groups in that running group. So he gets up and runs at 6 a.m. And even in my late 30s, early 40s, I was not a 6 a.m. My joints aren't ready to run. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So um, so what like what what does your race schedule look like? Like, do you like to race still or are you more out there doing your own thing? Um, talk a little bit about what you like to do as a runner now. Well, my sweet spot is half marathon. So okay. um, I'm I'm never going to run another marathon. I ran Chicago the year they ran out of water. And because I'm a back of the pack runner, I didn't get to finish that one. So we went two weeks later and finished in Indianapolis. Um, But since I turned 70, I've run uh, roughly 50 half marathons, either training or, or races. And the 14 races, half marathon races that I've run since I turned 70, I've won the age group. And there oh are people who want to say, well, it's a small age group. And I say, yes, the starting line is the couch. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I know. It's just, we always say it's all about who shows up. So who cares how big that age group is? You're out there doing it. And if you win, you win. You you deserve all the kudos for that. Totally. totally. There, there was a time COVID at, at my age, I had have had to be very, very careful about COVID. And in fact, um, you know, we don't, we don't fly, we don't eat in restaurants, but you know, we didn't eat in restaurants much anyway, but the running group that we have run with has an annual event. And this year in December, we decided that we would do it and then go to the after event in a local pub. And Mm -hmm. we did. And four days later, we both had COVID. So now we've, we've avoided the the crowds of races. We haven't, we haven't Mm -hmm. run races since, since COVID. Wow. Wow. Well, so, um, so going back to the beginning of our conversation, why is it so important for you to honor both of those specific dates each year? When, how do you mark them? Well, this this year we, we marked uh, his and hers running anniversary with spare ribs and sauerkraut, (laughs) <laughs> which which we we more commonly mark the day he asked me to marry him with because that's mm-hmm. what I was cooking the night he arrived at my apartment with a diamond ring. Oh. Uh, oh. And so, you know, that has this connection, but it's important to remember what has sustained us for those 30 years. You know, marriage is a marriage is a process and it's important to remember that. And running initially, that initial anniversary was my first step toward rebuilding myself. And shortly I went out and got a trumpet and a trumpet teacher because I'd always wanted to play an instrument. And and as I built confidence, I understood that the marriage I was in wasn't working. So that that first run was the first rung of a ladder, you know, that I'm still climbing, but am so happy to be on. Oh, I love that. That first rung of a ladder, I'm still climbing. That's a good quote, Carolyn. 
<laughs> it is, it is. And I love that, that, that run. I mean, I think we can all think of that time where running gave us something that gave us that sense of confidence, that sense of pride, that sense of just, oh my gosh, could you, can you believe what I'm doing right now? I mean, it kind of gives me the chills just hearing your story and then knowing that it's this thing that's out there. It's accessible to most of us and it can, it can truly change lives. Wow. Well, congrats to you and your husband. And gosh, we, I mean, I kind of want to have you on again to talk about, you know, maybe your anniversary in 10 more years. Do you, do you have a, are you just running until you can't anymore? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and because of COVID and uh, during COVID, I had a very small breast cancer. So, you know, procedures that made it difficult to run. So my mileage hasn't been what it was for a time. For a time, I made sure I ran at least one 13.1 every single month. And Strava has been wonderful at, you know, giving me a badge for doing that. We, we needed our little, <laughs> our little reinforcements. <laughs> yeah. But I made sure that for my 77th birthday, I ran 7.7 miles. So. Um, and that is that, was that this year? Are you yeah. 77? Yes, I am yeah. 77. Oh, wow, yeah. congrats. I just did 4.4 miles for my 44th. So you put me to shame. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. But you did run. I did run. I was in Mexico. So it was very hot and humid, but I was like, I got to go out and run at least 4.4. So yeah. So every year I do something like that. And I've rallied the support of doctors. I only go to doctors who run. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, smart. You're very smart to do that. Yeah. Well, as a mother of four in my forties, I relate. And I think you're such an inspiration for me. And I don't plan on having twins when I'm 50, but (laughs) I I didn't either. (laughs) I think that that seeing you still running and having the life that you led, it's so inspiring to me personally. So thank you for sharing your story. Oh, happy to. Yep. Take good care, Carolyn. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. What a story. And to close out the show, here are a few more of your anniversaries. Victoria Diaz marks October 16th each year, which she says is the day I realized running would be my path to a life that felt worth living after shattering divorce. I'm still here and still running. Yes, you are, Victoria. Speaking of amazing life changes, Leah Orion shared that on her 26th birthday, she asked for a pair of running shoes from her mother-in-law, which I love, uh, because she couldn't stop smoking after multiple attempts. I figured maybe running would help. It completely replaced the addiction. I've been a runner for 12 years now. Congrats, Leah. And finally, we have Megan Aceto, who shares that January 10th, 2019 is the day she started running with her favorite running group and found her community that she didn't even know it was going to become so important to her until after the pandemic hit and so many other things and relationships fell apart. We hear that, Megan. So glad you found your community. And here's a little segue. Speaking of community, if you have not joined Love the Run spring 2023 and it's still on your mind, we are only on day two of it right now and there's plenty of time for you to join us. The community is stellar. The program is super fun. We've got workouts like cruise control and gotta pee and um, (laughs) merge and stuff like that. That's going to, you know, it's going to take you on a virtual road trip. And 10 weeks of staying engaged, staying connected, and of course, there's super great swag. So if that is interesting to you, head over to another mother runner backslash love the run. We will also link it in the show notes and come on and join us. We would love to have you. 